This is Inputs, the podcast by Top Crop Manager, Canada's national source for the latest agronomic research, crop production, and technology trends. You've tuned in to hear conversations about relevant research, best production practices, and everything in between. Today's episode of Inputs is brought to you by AEF, the Agricultural Industry Electronics Foundation. An independent organization founded in 2008, the AEF is working to improve the compatibility issues of electronic components in ag equipment and establish better transparency. You can learn more at www.aef-online.org. Welcome to today's podcast. My name is Bree Rohde. I'm an editor with Annex Business Media's Agriculture Group, and today I'm here with Andrew Oliver, the Vice Chairman of the AEF, and he's a project manager following Precision Technology and ISABIS. And that is exactly what we are here to talk about today. So Andrew, can you tell us a bit about yourself, your history with ag, and a little bit about your role in the AEF, or the Ag Industry Electronics Foundation? Certainly. Uh, Bree, thanks Thanks for this opportunity. Yeah. So I'm actually working for a, a company called uh, CNH Industrial. Our, our brands, are, you know, most people know as, as uh, New Holland and, and, and Case IH. For CNH Industrial, I'm working in the product management group following Precision Farming and ISABUS. And it's really with this, um, with this possibility that I spend some of my company time supporting this industry group called the AEF, the Agricultural Industry Electronics Foundation. Um, and really, we're here today to be speaking to you about the, the wonderful subject of ISABUS, which is really at the core of what the AEF is, is doing. Mm-hmm. So in layman terms, what is ISABUS? Uh, so uh, ISABUS is really, uh, if you like, it's a common um, it's a common name, a common term for a, a wonderful, a wonderfully interesting standard uh, developed by the ISO Standards Organization. The, the number is uh, I, ISO 11783. Um, and really it's a standard in about 14 different parts. So it's, <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of big. Um, and it, it really, it defines electronic communication or a, if you like, it's a common CAN bus that you can use on agricultural equipment and typically but you know obviously not limited to this would be for tractors and implements coming from different manufacturers so what is the intention behind isobus uh i know there's some plug and play capabilities involved yeah so so really um the the intention behind isobus is the fact that you can buy a tractor and it's uh if you like it's um electronics from one manufacturer and then you can buy one, two, or any number of different implements from a whole mixture of different manufacturers. And obviously, you know, the implements have their electronics. And the idea is that if you have an ISABUS system, it doesn't matter which implement you're plugging into the tractor, the, the, the implement can be controlled by the, the, the control system, the electronics that are on the tractor, because all the ECUs between the tracker and implement are connected onto this common bus, which is called the ISABUS. And not only are these ECUs connected onto this common bus, they're speaking the same language. And obviously the good thing about that is if you've got a bunch of different implements that you connect to the back of your tractor, um, 
you don't need a different display in the cab for each different implement. With the one display that you already have in your tractor cab, you can operate any number of implements so long as they're ISOBUS implements. Interesting. So now, where does the Ag Industry Electronics Foundation come into play with ISOBUS? Oh, okay. So the, the ISOBUS standard, so that wonderful 11783, um, that was actually released around about the year 2000, just sort of 2000, 2001. Um, and it seemed, uh, it seemed a little bit like the Holy Grail in that um, if all the OEMs followed this particular standard, they could all develop these um, systems which would communicate with each other. And, and what happened is sort of between, you know, early 2000s and sort of 2006 or 2007, everybody started working on releasing different ISOBUS solutions. Um, so, you know, some of the major OEMs were releasing their ISOBUS solutions. Some of the implement manufacturers were releasing their solutions. But when, you know, the farmers got together in the field and started plugging these things together, they wouldn't work or there would be these compatibility issues. So the actual, if you like, the dream or the promise of ISOBUS was not realized. Um, and so basically in the end, it, it sort of took a couple of years of discussion between different people, but in the end it was around about 2008 when this group, the AEF was formed. And basically the AEF is this, um, uh, it's, it's an organization made up of different OEMs. So at the start, there were um, seven different OEMs and two trade associations. Uh, and then if we look at now, you know, 12 years later, we're up to three trade associations, eight different OEMs as core members. And we, then we've got about 220 general members. And basically the AEF came together because we all agreed that yes, ISOBUS is a good technology um, but unless we cooperate on a voluntary basis, it's just not workable. We can't end up releasing these, these common solutions, which add a, offer a benefit to the farmer. Um, and so basically the AEF got together and, and really the way the AEF works is engineers and, and people from different companies, they volunteer time to work in these project groups or project teams to look at ISOBUS issues, to understand where they're coming from and to work out what can we do to address this issue? What um, improvements do we need in the form of an AEF guideline or, or what can we develop to help people work on ISOBUS solutions and actually uh, release them uh, and so that they are compatible with the other ISOBUS manufacturers on the market. Okay. So now I know that M to M uh, means machine to machine communication. Can you tell us a bit about what that is and how it works? <laughs> so the whole, let's say the whole subject of machine to mean machine to machine communication is it's, it's really quite exciting. And this is an area where um, the AEF has seen, okay, we've got this really good cooperation between OEMs for this wired bus between trackers and implements. But we know that there's there's so many other applications going on in the field um, where we think that a wireless communication between machines coming from different manufacturers would obviously be quite useful for the whole industry. So it must have been two or three years ago now that AEF created a project team 
to work on wireless in-field communication. Um, and the idea, idea here being that you can have different machine, sorry, machines from different manufacturers working within the same field, but obviously communicating wirelessly. You know, you think, okay, well, that's great, but are they just sort of, you know, talking to each other saying, when are we going for a coffee? Um, or are they actually sharing uh, some type of process data? And the whole idea is, yeah, we have this wireless infield communication between machines and they could be sending back and forth things like um, a coverage map. Uh, so one machine's driving along and the next machine knows exactly where the first machine is going. And the second machine is automatically switching on and off its, its sections um, based on where the first machine has already been. If you're, you know, if you're applying, um, if you're spraying or planting or, or, or seeding. As well as coverage maps, we could be exchanging guidance lines. So that means that both machines are following exactly the same um, path down the field. And then there's other use cases such as um, you could have a camera on one machine. Uh, perhaps it's a, it's a combine unloading into a, a trailer or a grain cart, for example. But the actual um, display for that camera image is actually on the tractor who's receiving the grain. So that sort of camera remote display is another application for wireless in-field communication. Um, then let's say the last couple of use cases that are, I mean, it gets even better, is that you could have a, a grain cart being controlled by the combine as the uh, combine is unloading into the grain cart. So we're also envisaging this um, direct control of another machine uh, when they're in the same field and when they're in very close proximity. And then finally, the last kind of subject for this wireless infield communication is actually uh, when you have ag vehicles leaving the field and starting to, to drive along the road to go from one field to the next or back to the yard. Um, and if, if we have this wireless um, system set up, then the machine leaving the field could actually be warning other road users, hey, I'm about to come out onto the road, watch out for this slow, large vehicle in front of you as you're driving by. Um, so those are the kind of the four use cases we're trying to address with this kind of machine to machine communication um, wirelessly. Again, it's a really, it's a really uh, interesting area uh, when you think that you can do it cross manufacturer between different companies. It's just, it is quite exciting. Yeah, it sounds sounds exciting. So can you uh, lay out for us, what are the biggest benefits for farmers and growers who are using ISABAS certified products? Yeah, okay. So yeah, we better come back to reality now. Um, so basically, the, the AEF, um, one of the first jobs when we uh, were formed in 2008 uh, was to work out a way to talk about ISABAS uh, in terms that people can understand. Um, rather than just Duracell uh, electronics engineers. Um, and so basically the AEF came up with this, um, let's say the subject of functionalities. And the idea is that with ISABUS functionalities, you can understand exactly what that ISABUS system supports. If you see that's, that functionality on the tractor and that functionality on the implement, you know that in that combination, that functionality should be used. So then the AEF developed a conformance test, which tests ISOBUS components for the functionalities. Um, and 
this conformance test is really at the heart of things because the conformance test tests that the ISOBUS product um, has been designed according to the latest revision of the, the ISOBUS standard, that wonderful 11783. Um, but also it's been designed according to any of the latest AEF guidelines that have been released. And the, the guidelines are the things which help make the ISOBUS standard better. So AEF certified products will work with other AEF certified products. So if you like that certification of ISOBUS products, it's a guarantee of compatibility. And when you have that guarantee of compatibility, then it means that, you know, the farmer in the field, he's not plugging the implement into the tractor uh, and finding that something doesn't work. When both tractor and implement have certified ISOBUS components, when you plug them together, they will work and you'll be able to go straight away out into the field and start doing whatever you need to do, whether it's planting, seeding, tillage, whatever. Um, so this, this certification means these ISOBUS components are compatible and you don't have to be spending time in the yard trying to work out what's wrong or phoning up the dealer technician saying, hey, can you come and look at my ISOBUS system? It's not working. This, this certification means farmers have, you know, can go out and work straight away. So now what parts of a tractor uh, might be ISOBUS compatible? Okay, so yeah, we're talking about the, let's say the, the electronic parts here. So typically um, it's the display and the tractor uh, and the display and the tractor, it should be supporting ISOBUS, some ISOBUS functions. And really um, some of the functions are the, the universal terminal function and the UT function on the display means that with that display, you can control any ISOBUS implement, you can operate it. Um, some other functionalities on the display is, if you like, it's the task controller function. And again, the task controller, that's a little bit that, uh, if you like, that precision farming piece. Um, the task controller allows you to automatically control the implement and say what it's applying. And also it's that, that section control piece that also comes under the task controller. You might find if it's um, a re reasonably modern tractor, then you might find that the, um, the armrest has some, some buttons and if, something like a joystick, which can be reprogrammed to operate something on the ISOBUS implement. And that's a, a functionality which we call auxiliary control. And so the auxiliary control is, is a second way of operating the ISOBUS implement. The first way is obviously that, that universal terminal piece in the display. So in the tractor, you might find the display supports ISOBUS with UT and task controller. You might find some buttons support this, this auxiliary control possibility to control the implement. Um, and then also, let's say really in the heart of the tractor, um, there's a box which is sometimes called the teku. And the teku is something which puts, let's say, tractor information on the bus for the implement to use. The, the idea there being that if, if there's already information on the tractor CAN bus, like how fast is the tractor going, what speed is the PTO shaft rotating at, if that information is on the tractor bus and you put it on the bus for the implement to read, then the implement doesn't, doesn't need additional sensors because it's already getting that information from the tractor. So. Yeah, those are, let's say, those are kind of the main things that you'd find on a tractor with regards to ISOBUS. Okay, so now, um, how could a farmer 
see if their product or equipment is ISOBUS certified? So we have a, um, the AEF created a, a website, or it's actually, it, it's a database. Um, and this website is open to, um, to everybody. Um, the address is aef-isobus-database.org. Um, you can go to that, that, the, the database, just create an account. All you need is an email address, uh, and then the system sends you a password, and then you can create your own password. And so, so basically anybody, so it doesn't matter, you know, where you live in the world or, or what your job is and whatever, anybody can log on to the database and look up ISOBUS compatible, ISOBUS components or components which are certified. And in fact, that's one of the, let's say, that's one of the rules about the database. Only components which have passed the, the ISOBUS, sorry, the AEF conformance test can be shown in the database. So the database is a really good resource. Let's imagine you've got a tractor, it's got some ISOBUS functionality and you don't know, you want to buy a new seeder, for example. The first thing you do is you log on to the database and you look up the tractor model you've got. You can understand which functionalities it's got as far as ISOBUS. And then you can start looking for seeders which share that same functionality. And then the database will show you, okay, well, this particular seeder, this has been certified for these ISOBUS functionalities. So if you put it together with your tractor, this is what you can do. The, the database is a, is a resource for, for, for everybody to look up um, ISOBUS compatible products. It can help them decide what they want to buy next because they can see what compatibility what ISOBUS compatibility that, that new product uh, would have, could have. So look it up in the database. <laughs> Great. Uh, now, how does ISOBUS technology fit into greater precision agriculture strategies? So I spoke a little bit about the, um, the idea of ISOBUS functionalities. Um, and, you know, we mentioned the universal terminal and the universal terminal really just allows you to operate the implement with the display that you've got in the tractor. But really it's this, um, it's this task controller uh, part of the ISOBUS, which is really, if you like, it is the precision farming piece of the ISOBUS. And if we talk about the task controller, there's actually three functionalities there. So there's this task controller basic, which allows the display in the tractor to record exactly the, the work the implement has done. And, so if it's mowing, the task controller would, would tell you exactly the area of the field that you've mowed. If you're producing hay bales, for example, the task controller basic would say, okay, well, in this job, you've produced 56 bales, 100 bales. Then we have this, this, this task controller section control piece, and it's the section control which, which automatically switches off sections of the implement based on the coverage, based on overlap, based on where you've been before in the field. And then finally, there's the, the task controller geo functionality. And really task controller geo is about the ability to, to load a prescription map onto your display. And that prescription map automatically varies the rate of the, of the sprayer or the planter as you're driving across the field, you know, based on recommendations from your agronomist. Um, task controller geo will also actually log the, um, what's been applied where in the field as uh, so the 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 as applied map and really um all of this data is logged on the display in a format called iso xml um 
and this 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 data logged in this ISO XML format, uh, it can be imported and exported from many different farm management information systems, FMISs. So really, the farmer can plan the job in the FMIS, export it to the display, use the task controller software in the display to control the implement automatically. Once the job's finished, that data then can be imported back into the, into the FMIS to have a record of what's been applied. And so really, the task controller is kind of the, if you like, it's the um, precision farming piece of, of the ISA bus. So now, this is a really big question. What is next for ISABAS technology? What's coming down the pipeline and where is it going? Okay, um, so really I think there's, there's kind of three things I'd like to, uh, I think are important here. Um, and you know, one of them, the first one we've actually already got and basically it's this, um, it's a functionality called TIM, which stands for Tractor Implement Management. Um, and tractor implement management is where the implement can control automatically certain tractor functions. Um, and so let's imagine that, uh, again, we'll, we'll go back to the baling process. Um, if you've got a round baler driving through the field, you know, picking up the hay, making the bale, it stops, it wraps the bale, it opens the tailgate and it unloads that. Um, the operator, whenever he's making round bales, has to do a lot of actions while he's driving through the field. With a TIM system, so with a TIM baler connected to a TIM tractor, the only thing the operator has to do is once every bale is produced, he has to move the shuttle lever. So he's gone from doing, if you like, 10 or 12 different hand movements per bale to one hand movement. And so basically this, this TIM feature, the implement automatically controls certain functions of the tractor. Um, and it really allows the implement to um, drive or move as fast as possible to, to optimize how the implement works. And really, if you think about auto guidance, auto guidance, when that came out, when that started getting fitted to tractors, it allowed the operator to relax a bit. He didn't have to concentrate on st steering in a straight line. Um, they just had to concentrate on, on making sure the implement was doing what it should. This, this TIM feature is, it's this next level up in, in automation, um, I guess, on the road to full automation, saying, okay, not only do we have the auto guidance piece, but now the actual implement can automatically take what it needs from the tractor. Yes, you still need an operator there, um, but the operator is there just in case anything goes wrong or sometimes to hit the acknowledge button. So Tim's quite exciting um, and really it, it has actually just been released. It was released um, at the end of 2019 at Agritechnica and, and last year we've actually seen some OEMs. So, so different manufacturers have started releasing Tim products onto the market. Um, and funnily enough, you can find those in that uh, the AEF ISABUS database. You could log in there and look up Tim and see who's got the Tim tractors and who's got the Tim balers and what they can do when they're plugged together. So Tim, it's, it's, for me, it's quite exciting. It's, it's out there now, um, we've already got it. The, the next thing on my list of what's coming down the pipeline is really um, high speed ISA bus. And really um, this existing ISA bus that we've got for some time, it, it's, it's based around common CAN bus technologies. 
which are suitable for the things we want to do today. But if we look to the future, where um, we might be pushing a lot more information down this, this, this common bus between the tractor and implement, we need, we need greater speeds. We need something, not just CAN bus, but something more like, a, like Ethernet. So if you imagine in the home or the office, you've got that, that Ethernet cable running around. We need something which can cope with these huge amounts of data, but running between the tractor and the implement. And we've got a team working on a high-speed ISA bus uh, implementation. And I'm expecting that, you know, within one or two years, we should be able to see uh, the results of that team actually out on the market. And if, if you think about it, if you have a high-speed ISA bus, what can you do? Well, you might have a planter which has 48 rows, and each row has so much information coming up um, when, you're, when you're planting that if you have this, this high-speed isobus, which has lots of bandwidth, then all of the information from each row could be sent to the, um, the display in the cab for logging or, or monitoring or whatever. Um, you might have a, something really large. You might have, you know, obviously your air cart could be on the back of the tractor. And you could be putting a whole bunch of digital cameras uh, all around the air cart. And, and again, with a high-speed isobus, you could have lots of digital camera signals coming down the bus to the tractor to allow the operator to see, to have a good view of the implement and, and what it's doing. So those are just a couple of examples of what high-speed ISOBUS could, could offer us in the future. And, and like I say, I'm really looking forward to the work of that team. And once they've finished defining that layer, and then manufacturers can start releasing products on top of that. The last, the last uh, let's say, um, the last piece, it's not quite ISOBUS, but it's really, it's an area where the AEF is, where the AEF is also involved. And, and this is referring to cloud communication. And, you know, everybody knows that, yes, um, all these different, all the OEMs are, are releasing telematic services. And the telematic services means that, you know, whatever you're doing in the field can beam back to the cloud of that particular OEM. And then we all know that, you know, the farmer might want to do further analysis on all that, all that farm data coming back into the different clouds. Or the farmer, they might even have a mixed fleet. So they end up having, okay, I've got telem telematics data coming up into this cloud from that tractor, and I've got telematics data coming up into that cloud from that tractor, but I want to see all that information in the same place. So it's this this cloud-to-cloud -cloud communication that that is becoming more and more important to allow farmers to move their precision farming data where they want. And really the AEF, uh, you know, we're involved in that area as well. We spoke about the task controller and the logging of data in the ISOXML format. Um, and the AEF is actually participating in a, it, it's an EU funded project, which is called um, Atlas. And the whole idea behind Atlas is to allow farmers, the customer, to, to move their data where they want. And the AES point of view is to come up with a way that no matter which OEM cloud or, or manufacturer cloud you've got, your precision farming data can be moved exactly where you want to another cloud, to an FMS, FMIS or whatever. So the AEF is involved in Atlas. The, this Atlas project should be running for another couple of years. And I think, again, once the project is finished and 
there are some concrete guidelines, concrete specifications coming from this. And once manufacturers start implementing those common specifications for connecting our clouds together, this whole cloud communication data management piece is going to become a, a whole lot easier for the whole ag industry. And for me, that's kind of one of the most exciting things. So it, it's not specifically ISOBUS, but it's an area which the AEF has become involved in because we have such great cooperation between the different uh, OEMs that you know, are making the tractors, the implements, the, the combines that are available on, on the farms today. So those are kind of the, yeah, the next three things that I see for, for ISOBUS technology and, if you like, the, the AEF. Yeah, it sounds like you guys have a lot coming, uh, coming down the pipe. So before we go, we do like to make sure that we are leaving our listeners with some resources. So can you tell us before we say goodbye, what is the AEF ISOBUS database and where can farmers find it? Okay, so the, the AEF ISOBUS database, the actual the web address is aef-isobus-database.org. And that's where you can look up ISOBUS compatible components, so components which have passed the, the conformance test. Um, we also have a, a website for the AEF for more general information about our organization. And that address is aef uh, sorry, aef-online.org. Uh, that's the web address for the, the, the AEF website. Fantastic. All right, Andrew Oliver, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Bree, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to Inputs, the podcast by Top Crop Manager. To catch up on all of our other episodes, visit topcropmanager.com slash podcasts.